Hello, friends. Welcome to the F Society IRC podcast, a Mr. Robot review show. I'm your host, Hiroja Shai. Hello, friends. Uh, this is Hiroja Shai of F Society IRC podcast and Mr. Robot review show. And this is my review of episode 410, Gone. Uh, <laughs> that saxophone, okay? Ugh. Um, I mean, I've heard of Carly J. Epson. I know maybe a couple of her songs because they were very popular videos. I think like Call Me Baby and the, the Tom Hanks one. But this song, I played that song like on a loop for a while after this episode and um, listened to the album. It's, it's a very good album. Very 80s-esque, if you will. Very danceable. My little review of that uh, emotions is uh, where the song um, "Run Away with Me," uh, which is the little song at the end of this episode. Uh, yeah. So, is this a happy ending? I mean, is this the closest we're gonna get to a happy ending on this show? Because, whew, it was pretty intense. And the reason why this show was, or this particular episode was very intense was because of the plane theory. Uh, I'll have a link in the show notes to when it first popped up, or at least the biggest discussion on it. But this is a theory that was going on since season two with the introduction of uh, Dominique, you know, Dom, uh, who's played by Grace Gummer. Uh, I hope this episode, at least as far as writing goes, gets some nominations, you know, come Emmy time. Um, I honestly think, you know, this season, a lot of the actors should get some nominations, particularly B.B. Wong. Um, I hope I'm saying her name correctly. Carly uh, Chalkin, um, for her role as Darlene. Even Grace Gummer here with this, this sad sack of Dom. I know Rami Malek got another Golden Globe nomination for uh, this season. Uh, he'd probably get another Emmy nomination uh, this year in television, as far as television goes, at least as far as the fall schedule. Uh, it's been pretty, as far as acting goes, pretty intense. He got, oh, just so many different shows that are just doing it. And um, we'll see how things shake up towards towards the end after spring and stuff like that, what happens. I think, like, towards the end of spring is when the Emmy nominations come out, and then it's... I think it's like August or something like that is when the awards are. But anyways, um, oh, so the plane theory. The plane theory is like one of many theories that have been part of just the fandom in general. You know, some people are into that stuff. So there could be, you know, show watchers that have never heard any of these theories. They don't go on the boards, Twitter or social. They just watch the show. That's it. Maybe discuss it with, you know, friends or something like that. But they're not too into that. And then there's different levels you know fandom and stuff i've like you know go on reddit different boards or stuff like that twitter or anything like that uh discussing the show facebook groups um <clears throat> but the plane theory is one of these theories uh was along with like time travel multiverses ai this thing called the anderson anderson loop uh what's another one? Oh, the tyra wellick like tyra wellick was one of Elliot's Alters was a big one for a while. Um, so, I know, like, after this episode, a lot of people were like, oh, you're playing theory, like, shitting on it. 
But I don't think the plane theory is wrong. I think his conclusion was wrong. And here's the thing. Um, Sam Ismail, like, he layers this show in very unique, detailed ways from the background to things that characters say, say that if you catch on to something, it, it, it makes sense. Um, the biggest scene was um, uh, from On Pirate Satellite, on Pirate Satellite uh, Joseph Ho's um, theory before it even happened, like, like, a, like three or four episodes before it happened, that there will be 71 buildings blowing up. And that's probably one of the most accurate uh, fandom theories out there. Uh, you could have caught that. And he, he was theorizing that all the way back to when the whole season two, really, some, some things about the particular act that happened in season three. And the thing of it is, like, even with stuff like that, even stuff like the revelation that happened in 407, if you go back and watch... The, the seasons, the previous seasons, there's hints of the trauma that Elliot experienced. It was just who was responsible, you know, was the big revelation. It's like you can go back and realize, like, what type of trauma that Elliot had experienced, particularly from his particular type of disorder, which is known, um, uh, the split personality disorder that is known, that type of trauma, that type of abuse is known to create that type of disorder, um, it's not exclusive to it, but, you know, just extreme childhood trauma and abusiveness is, a, is part of the reason why there's a split or fracturing of a person's mind. Uh, if you go back, or even to his actions, like taking down from the first episode, um, Ron's coffee, the guy, Ron, uh, who's a purveyor of child pornography, uh, and other stuff, like even taking down the prison dark site was because they, you know, were trafficking children there as well. It wasn't just simply drugs. Um, so if you go back, and there's other things, that if you go back, uh, you can see it wasn't just pulled out of the air or something like that. There, there were hints if you're paying attention. And it makes sense. Or if you reflect up, back upon the revelation, realize, oh, that's what this meant, that's what that meant, this was what this meant. So the plane theory thing, there, there's some meat to it. Um, it's just the conclusion was wrong. Uh, the conclusion being that Dom and Darlene were going to die together in the plane. Not that Dom and Darlene would like run away together. Uh, because I don't think I ever saw a positive aspect of that theory. And why would you think positivity with this show? You know, it's pretty dark and grim. And a lot of it has to do with realism. And like, these are, with these actually, these things will happen to you. But yeah, so... <clears throat> The theory going back to, you know, from season two with the Patsy Cline um, poster, Patsy Cline died in a uh, tragic plane accident. Um, Darlene is a child holding, like, in um, one of Elliot's, when she was a child, Elliot's altered states, dream sequences that he has. She was, like, has a plane. Um, there's been, like, these plane motifs associated with these characters in the background for a while. It's kind of like with Angela from the first season. Um, if you look in the background around that character, there's draft figurines, particularly when she goes back home to her father's house. Um, there's draft figurines all around the place so that when she goes and takes that test with White Rose and has, I think it was a giraffe, and I forget what the other animal was, you would know her answer was giraffe. 
uh, little things like that. And so, and particularly, uh, uh, was it 409? With the uh, 409, the John Wick episode, uh, where Dart, no, 409 is when they did the hack. 408, the John Wick episode, where Dom takes out Janus in Angela's apartment with Darlene. You know, blue skies, the showing of a plane leaving, uh, really leaning into it. And don't get me wrong, um, I still think the the writers like trolled us because this has been the most pervasive and popular and prevailing uh, theory for a very long time. And for it, <laughs> cross our fingers till next episode, uh, for it not to have gone the way people have, have it go, you know, it, it's fun. You know, these fan theories and stuff. I mean, it, it, but it's not a disappointment, just the way the show ended, uh, or the episode ended, I should say. Uh, but it made for me personally, as someone who's read uh, the, the, the play theories and the different type of theories that have been associated with the, the show, it made this episode extremely tense for me. And I think there was a lot of people in the, in the fandom that were like, oh, are they really going to do this? Oh my God, are they really going to die in a plane? Like, oh, come on, this is too cute. Don't do this to us, please. So this episode was really, really tense for a lot of people. And I also think it was a, a lot, even if you even had not read the playing theory, I think it was still there was a lot of tension because they just destroyed some of the most powerful people in the world. Uh, we see that in this episode with um, the Dexas group, like just all over the media being basically doxxed. Uh, even the little note blurb about um, when Dom is getting interviewed by her boss in the hospital about um, White Rose, Minister Zong, um, being wanted by the authorities and being revealed to be White Rose, the infamous hacker of the Dark Army. Um, <clears throat> so you're like, oh, is the Dark Army going to seek vengeance? Is it going to clean up, try to mitigate their losses somehow by eliminating Dom? And then going after Darlene and, and Elliot for taking all the money. But the thing of it is, why Rose doesn't really care about the money? I mean, yeah, she got pissed. And I think upon reflection, really more for the fact that Price won than the fact that her money was taken, you know? But, um, so now that Minister Zong's identity is out there and identified, she's out in the wind, in a sense. So there's some tension there, like, When's the other shoe gonna drop? Is each nurse and doctor that's coming into this room, or are, are they gonna kill Dom? Um, you know, what's really in the bag? Like, is it poison? Is she gonna like die in her sleep, like a morphine drip or something like that? So there's a lot of tension with that, um, and a lot of sadness too. Like Dom basically had to spill the beans, and we don't know really the full extent of her spilling the beans because just her questioning the television means that she didn't mention like. Um, anything about Minister Zhang or anything like that or her figuring out about the so much of the Dark Army stuff. Um, she, once she saw that picture and realized, she's like, oh, you know, that's who that is. That's who I've been working for, kind of. Uh, the fact that, you know, uh, she can't see her family because she's under investigation. She didn't have any kind of FBI protection, so she's not in custody, which is not surprising considering how, I guess it's kind of global, but particularly here in the States, how um, 
the government's in actionability towards law enforcement now. Uh, they're given like these kind of almost extra privileges, if you will, when it comes to being investigated for crimes. They're like, you're not taken into custody immediately. Um, they're given bail for certain crimes that some crimes don't, while they get bail, don't often get that kind of, you know, bail put out there. Um, type of charges that are really laid on for the type of crimes they actually make where if they were a citizen, a private citizen, if you will, they would be like the next level the actual type of um, charges you expect for that type of crime. So her being investigated for six months by the ORA, which is the office, the offices of personal or OPR, Office of Personal Responsibility. Um, basically, she's suspended with pay, I guess, um, until this investigation clears up. She's admitting to some serious crimes. You know, she got that the Irish dude out to. Um, get her family and as a result of his actions you know uh, he killed a bunch of people even if they are dark army bad guys it's still a crime um, lying to the FBI withholding evidence the whole Santiago mess thing you know lying about the fact that he worked for um, the drug cartel and shifting the investigation that way instead of disclosing that it was dark army Again, certain revelations that were you were not even sure how much she told the FBI, but obviously enough to make sure that her family is safe. But she can't see her family because of her actions, and this devastates her because she wants to, as she said, says to Darlene, she wants to apologize to her to her family for putting them through this. I mean, she's the reason why they possibly have to go into Woodsec, you know. Um, so it's just very sad. Um, you know, she recovered from the surgery. She. Sh Definitely should not have left the hospital. Even if about the stitches, things, there could be like blood clots. Uh, she can give herself a heart attack, you know, uh, going on to eventually, which ends up in the episode of her going on to an airplane, exposing her to, you know, illnesses, airborne, whatever. Uh, <coughs> but uh, I don't think it's movie magic, the fact that she's recovered and well, I think because... I don't think you realize that we've been treating gunshots and knife wounds for millennium and we got really, really good at patching people up as people are surviving from wounds that like a decade ago, a decade ago, they wouldn't have done so or even 30 years ago, 20 years ago or five years ago, just with the perfection of technology and skill sets and, and people being specialized in these things that allow people to survive, recover and get out of the hospital. Uh, but, you know, Don wants to leave. Don wants to get the fuck out of here, <laughs> go home, and try to figure out, I don't know. I don't know really, other than she just did not want to be in the hospital, what Dom's next play was. If she was going to try to, I don't know, sit there in her apartment and figure out how she was going to find her family or take her lickings or, I don't know, stockpile a bunch of food and just not leave her apartment until the investigation is over i'm really not sure what dom's plan was but um yeah she she gets out she gets out of the hospital and she goes home and she i guess i i i um don't like cheese um i made some cheese stuff for people and stuff like that but I, I don't know the etiquette for grilled cheese sandwiches, you know, other than just the real, like, basic, basic stuff. But I guess she burnt the grilled cheese sandwich. That's the one thing that people were commenting. 
that she was making her cheese sandwich and then putting mayonnaise. <coughs> really don't like mayonnaise. <coughs> mayonnaise on the bread, which I understand, you know, far as far as cooking goes, you know, cooking, I've used mayonnaise in, in different, you know, ingredients and stuff like that. Um, just a smidge enough to not get that taste on my stuff, but for it's better than butter as far as cooking goes and the, the boil, you know, boil point, it makes things extra toastier and better, but she's making this grilled cheese, sad, sad grilled cheese sandwich with, ugh, craft cheese, ugh. bias against you, but anyways, um, so she's eating her grilled cheese sandwich, she's been in her apartment, it took a little bit of a deal for her to get out, but she gets out of the hospital, gets to, to her location, and Darlene shows up, and Darlene's a bit of a panic, wondering why the fuck Tom wasn't at any of the hospitals she was checking, but she's home. And they they start fighting about, like, the next move. Dom wants to stay there and take accountability for her actions. You know, she has responsibilities. She has a job. She has, you know, a life here. And her family, I, I can understand her family stuff. And Darlene's calling her on her bullshit. She's like, look at your apartment. It's... And if you think about Dom's apartment, I mean, it's very barren. It's very Spartan. There's no real personalities like grays and browns and blah. You know, the only other personality spark we see is the Patsy Klein poster. But we don't really see, like, family photos. We don't really see any color. Like, a house plantish things. There are a bunch of figurines on the wall. Nothing to make, you know, stylize that this is her place. And as she's talking to Darlene, like, you know, I've been keep telling myself, you know, coming back from work that I would uh, make a grilled cheese sandwich and I finally done it, you know. Her work consumed everything for her. That's probably why she's stated in um, past seasons. That's why she's very good at her job because this is all that she does. And this is it. This is it for her. She doesn't do anything else but um, basically um, work. And, you know, Darlene calls her on that. She calls her on the fact that she's holding on to the FBI job that is probably not going to want her. Even how righteous they might make everything go for her, she's probably done so at the FBI. She doesn't have a job, but the FBI, does, as Darlene said, is investigating her. And and Dom, you know, has Alexa. You know, she tells Alexa to pay some faith hill. Um, of course, she's a country girl. And, uh, <laughs> and you know, faith hill is playing in the background as you're having a conversation, and Darlene just, oh! You know, she's trying to pack things up for Dom. She's trying to convince her to go. You know, Adelaide and her have a plan. They got passports. They're going to leave and run. And Dom's calling bullshit on that, saying, like, what magical place is safe from the Dark Army or from anybody where they're not looking over their shoulders and wondering if someone's going to in the back of the head, basically. And then they say, it's better than being here. And if we can leave now, there, there's... A, fucking chance just, just, just take the chance and eventually like Darlene out of frustration just smashes the hell out of Alexa and I, I kind of cheered for that because I'm, I'm not a big fan of some of these I don't, uh, products these voice products that they're just pumping in everybody's homes from uh, Google portal or is it fake you know Google home Facebook portal the ring stuff like just uh, it's bad enough I have a smartphone, you know, um, but, you know, stuff like that, just, uh, uh, and it's like, this is not your friend. This is somebody you 
You tell the by towels, you know, get your shit together, get your toothbrush, and let's fucking go. And so they do go. They leave. And Donald, you know, she's dressed up. She's very sad. They get into some, like, rinky-dinky hotel place. Uh, we see Elliot. We kind of catch up with Elliot a little bit before that, where he's looking at the, the USB port that... Um, Price left him about the Washington Township plant, and I put a thing there. I'll talk about it at the end of the video about that. But uh, he's outside smoking, which is we see Mr. Robot smoke a lot. We did see Elliot smoke as a maybe a bit of a distraction, if you will, or you know a normal normative thing that people do, like they lean up against the building and smoke um, action. But we haven't really seen Elliot smoke that much, and I don't know if that means anything. I'm not saying that his third altar is there, but I'm thinking like certain aspects of his personality that maybe he's been suppressing are coming to the surface. And so they get in this place. Uh, Darlene gives Dom the key to the room. Dom's going to the room. And Darlene and Elliot have a heart to heart talk. Uh, Darlene realizes it's still Elliot. She's checking in with him. He's still not okay about stuff. Um, but he's saying like he's not going with her and he has to do the Washington Township plan. He's like very afraid of you're not going with me and Darlene's like, yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm not going with you. Um, I'm just making sure you're okay, but I'm about. I'm bouncing. I'm out. This is it. I'm done. And she hands him the phone and says, so do you want to finish your final hack, if you will, and disperse the funds that they've stolen and you know, Elliot gives his sister her, her flowers, her crowns. He's like, no, this is your thing. This is your hack. You should be the one to do it. And yes, it was Darlene's hack. Darlene put in a lot of the fucking legwork, okay? Maybe Elliot's big brain, big planner, but Darlene is, this is how you get this shit done, okay? There's a difference between, like, thinking, and thinking things out and actually implementing the plan. And without her skill set, I mean, don't get me wrong, they're both very skilled individuals and demonstrated so are, are within the series. But yes, this was Darlene's hack and she's gonna disperse the stolen funds. So they part ways and it could be last time these two, you know, see each other. And that's the last we see of Elliot. There was no Mr. Robot. Um, as far as tallies of the cast, what we got left here? Uh... We still don't. <clears throat> uh, Krista uh, survived, you know, so far, as we know. Uh, let's see. But I don't think we're going to see Krista again. I'm not sure. If we're gonna, I think we might see Dom again, and I'll talk about that at the end of the episode. But, um, you know, it's basically Darlene, Elliot. We got ourselves some Leon. And White Rose. You know, pretty much everyone is either dead or off the board. And, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and this is, you know, the first episode where there is no death. That we know of. There is no death on screen, if you will. Um, <laughs> but, uh... So they part and say their goodbyes. Meanwhile, Tom's in the hotel room, walks in the door, and fucking sees Leon on the goddamn uh, 
bed. And I'm surprised, maybe they took Dom's gun. I'm surprised Dom didn't pull her piece out on him. But she freaks out, rightfully so, because she didn't expect him to be there. And Leon's like, oh, hey, how's it going? And he's like rolling one up, been smoking, watching Land Before Time, starts talking to her, and she goes, what the fuck? Like, what's the going on? He goes, oh, yeah, you know, I'm I'm here helping, you know, Elliot and uh, Darlene, because I said I'll help me and Elliot and you. And she's like, you're Dark Army. I goes, oh, no, I'm freelancer now, honey. You know, I was so super casual. He goes, hey, you ever watch 3 Days of the Condor? And he starts doing his Leon philosophy stuff about how he wasn't into that whole 70s paranoia thing. But he really likes this this particular film and about, I forget what the quote is, that kind of inspired him, made him think. Tom is freaking the fuck out. Darlene comes in. She goes, oh, shit, I totally forgot. You know, Leon's here. He's on our side now. And Tom's like, what the hell? He goes, and Leon didn't really recognize Dom. I don't know if he was playing that for a laugh or he really didn't recognize her. He goes, you know, from the barn, we've met before. And he's like, oh, you killed all those guys. I was like, oh, yeah, I did do that. And I'm like, oh, my God, get out of the room, Dom. But Darlene comes in, they sit down, you know, Leon's on their side, and Leon was the one, is going to be the one that's going to drive them to uh, Logan Airport because he knows how to basically evade the Dark Army, or at least enough for them to get to the airport. And she, <laughs> Tom's like, oh. So they go on their little road trip. Side note, Elliot told, told his sister to get some Sour Patch Kids because I guess they've never been into, on a road trip before. Which is not surprising as someone who's interacted with enough New Yorkers. Like a lot of times, the first time they actually even leave the city is if, if they go to something for work, college, or the military. Like they don't really live, leave that greater New York center. Like they're not, they don't know how to drive. Um, they don't even go up north sometimes. Like, um, up in the northern part, they don't really go anywhere um, as far as outside of that sphere. So I'm not surprised that maybe they've never been out to a family road trip before, which is weird considering uh, that flashback or that weird dream sequence that Elliot had about uh, the 80s theme about, you know, his family. They were going on a little road trip, if you will. But, okay, so they go down to... They're going to Boston, which uh, makes sense because if you're trying to flee the country and you think New York is burned for you, what is the closest of airports that you can go to, major airports with international flights? You have to go kind of far out. You know, you can go all the way out to Chicago, I guess. Uh, you can go to uh, D.C. Boston is another place. Maybe New York. New York. Well, that's basically New York. Um... Let's see. There's not too many really big places to go to. So Boston is kind of an obvious choice of checking out if you're going to international airports, unless you're flying private or charter or something out, and that's a whole entire different game. So Boston makes sense. I personally think they could should have gotten moved further down to D.C., if you will, and fly out that way. But they're trying to be quick and evasive and get the hell out of the country with these fake passports, not being stopped by authorities or you know, um, 
elude the Dark Army. So they go on this road trip and, you know, Don's been told a couple of different times about, you know, uh, she needs to get some sleep. Darlene's told her, you know, kind of tells her. Uh, the doctors tell her, tell her, or boss tells her, like, she hasn't been sleeping for five years. It's a conversation that her and Darlene had in her apartment. Um, you know, um, so she's up in the front down, and uh, Darlene's kind of in the back, kind of sleeping. And so Tom and Leon have a bit of a conversation, you know, about just you know why we're going this way what's going on and leon's having a bit of fun with her he's playing some tunes and they're going through connecticut because you know they're avoiding connecticut because there's too many rwas rich white assholes that's their pretty much primary client and you know he makes this kind of kurt bronovan joke that he needs to take a week and they're gonna pull over and you know you know, Dom had a moment in the bathroom at the, the hotel where she finds out her name is Jackie, and she goes, she asks Leon, what do you think of a Jackie? And, and Leon thinks, you know, Jackie sounds like a nice name. You know, Jackie's whoever you need her to be. You you think Leon's my name? <laughs> you know, and he, and he he talks to Darlene, you know, or Dom about, you know, he's gonna, he's in the, part, in the uh, hotel about incorporating, you know. LLC, S Corp, you know, kind of having these weird kind of off the wall conversations. It just makes Leon an interesting character overall. So they pull over so Leon can take, you know, they take a break on the road. And, um, you know, Darlene and Dom like sit on his bench and watch all these people. And, and Darlene goes, you know, watch this and watch what I'm going to do. And she, she takes out her phone and does basically her final act. And she goes, watch, watch what's gonna happen. And Dom's kind of freaking out. She's like, what are you doing? And, and Darlene just goes, just, just wait, Dom, just wait to see, just wait for it. It's gonna take a few moments. And she's like, Dom, you, Dom's like, you need to tell me what you're doing. And Darlene goes, do I? Do I really, you, should, you know, stop freaking out. Gives her a kiss. Just." wait a second, you know, and that was like, you know, you do crimes like it's a fetish or something, you know, you can't be really doing this, and, you know, Dom waits, and then all of a sudden the phones start beeping, and Dom's like, what did you do, and she goes, Elliot and I figured out how to disperse the funds evenly across all the e-coin counts, um, that's their hack. $140 billion dispersed about however many e-coin accounts they are. And I was trying to play the numbers. Like it could be like 50 million, 100 million worldwide. If you think about actually people having these accounts, it hasn't been like a year. So it's only been a few months. It's fairly new. People are, you know, they already have like, like Apple Pay, Google Pay, Venmo, PayPal, stuff like that. Maybe they don't want to get another one. They might not have a banking account with the e-court company. So there might not be as many people. But still a significant amount, you know, I was thinking maybe 50 million, 100 million. Uh, and depending on the, the number, you know, $140 billion, you can have $1,400 in your account to $14,000 to, I don't know, $140,000. 
in your account, a significant chunk of money that could be, depending on where you are in the world, or just for the moment in your existence, a life changing, or at least for the, the brief moment in life that's going to be, you know, affirming for you. And <clears throat> so Tom was like, this is illegal. And she looks at her own phone and she sees, she ha you know, she has an e-coin account. She sees how much money, this is illegal, you know, this is stealing. And Darlene's like, what do you think they've been doing? We just, you know, they've written the laws, you know, Dom's like, there's laws for that. It's how we, you know, how do we take down people? And, and <laughs> Darlene's like, they've written the laws to make everything that they're doing justifiable. They've stolen from the people and we just fucking Robin Hood them and giving it back. And so you can see people in the proximity all very elated and just happy. She's like, Darlene's like screaming on the top of her head, like, you know, doing her little own Elliot thing here. And Dom's still a little freaked out, but there's a bit of a little, a little melting, if you will, of Dom to sell Darlene's actions. So they get back on the road, they get to Logan Airport, and, you know, Leon tries to recruit Darlene to, to his new, like, business venture. He goes, so how much money do you keep on? And Darlene doesn't really answer him. And she goes, he goes, okay, okay, you know, with your skill set, you can make some little bank if you ever come back around. And at first, Darlene was hesitant. She goes, no, you know, maybe sometime, maybe sometime. Leaving the, the door open for Darlene and Leon if they survive future adventures, if you will. So they get into the airport, kind of separate here. So Dom goes into one of those little business kiosks and looks into a book that people have been kind of wondering if it actually happens. And this book is from last season. Irvin was like writing his own novel, they will, and it was called Beach Town. And the woman at the counter at the gas station um, where Tyra Wellick and Elliot were at was reading this book, Beach Town. Uh, these people suspected, but and now we've fully seen, you know, the sleigh of Irvin, the author, uh, Dark Army operative, possibly numero uno, uh, and Beach Town. And Tom goes up to the kind of the book thing, just kind of looking mystified at this. And lo and behold, there's freaking Irvin. And for a brief second there, I thought Dom was hallucinating because there's a big, like, cut-out person poster of Irvin. And it kind of looked the way he was walking, like he was walking out of that poster into her. Like, it's she's she's been stabbed. She, went, she killed a couple couple people. Uh, she's, she doesn't sleep as it is. She's super stressed. She's, you know, probably, probably on some drugs, you know, for the pain. And she's hallucinating urban but no and he goes hey dom and she freaks the fuck out rightfully so and again i was like must have took her badge and her gun because it's like ah oh, that's a perfect time to be having a freaking gun you know and he goes hey here you are you know you're here to you know get a book signed here i'm gonna sign a book for you and i was like okay. she's trying to slowly back away from him he goes, here, here, here you go. And she goes, what are you doing here? He goes, oh, I'm on my book tour. You know, I got my book out here. You know, I was at UMass and now I'm going to go somewhere else. And she goes, no, why are you really here? He goes, you know, you know, I'm here for, you know, the book stuff. She goes, but 
so you're not here to kill me. He goes, my way to kill you. And she, Dom, Dom looks over to Darlene and goes, oh, oh, you too, huh? You too, huh? I, I knew there was something between the two of you. And he goes, oh, no, yeah. If the dark army wanted you dead, you know, I would know about it. And they don't care about you anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, well, why not? I, 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 I killed my handler. <laughs> and defied orders. And he goes, yeah, 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 you kind of did those things. You know, what she did, you know, that was really bad. But yeah, they, they're not looking for you. And she goes, they're not looking for us. And what are they doing? And he goes, I don't know. They're kind of, you know, I can't tell you really, but uh, they're gone. And she's like, gone where? Oh, I, again, I can't tell you. But uh, yeah, you're going to be good. And I was like, <gasps> oh, the plane's definitely going to crash. She's there to make sure that the plane's going to crash. And I was like, it makes sense that a dark army operative would have been at the Boston airport. You know, like I said, logically speaking, if you're looking to escape, it's the thing that, you know, even the FBI does or the marshals, you know, you look at the bus depots, the airports, the, the rental cars, uh, major highway, you know, on and off ramps looking for people. Um, they got cameras everywhere now, even on the highways. You can just, you know, there's tolls everywhere, you know, looking at the toll passes to try to find these individuals. <clears throat> it'll make some sense that they would post somebody up at um, <coughs> different airports to see if they're present um, at these airports. And at the same time, I was thinking, you know, they must have maybe had a hint at Darlene or Elliot's escape plan. So maybe that's why Irvin's there, just waiting for them to show up at Logan Airport. But I don't know. It was a good cameo. Maybe they just kind of want to shoehorn uh, Bobby Carvey one last time as Irvin in, into the into the series before the series ends. So he signs, autographs his book, gives it, gives it to Dom to take, tells the, the cashier, hey, she needs to pay for this. So Dom had to pay for the book because he autographed it. She's sitting there at the bar talking to, to Darlene. He goes, yeah, he says the, the dark army doesn't want to... Don't, doesn't want to come after us anymore. They just they're just done. And Darlene's like, you believe him? And she goes, I don't know, but if it's true, that means, you know, I can go home, <laughs> you know. And Darlene's like, yeah, but we're here. Why don't we go? Why don't we go on the plane and just still get the fuck out of here? And I was like, why do you want to go to Budapest? And then she explains to her, you know, Cisco wanted to go to Budapest. And then Dom kind of calls Darlene on her bullshit. It's like, that's Cisco's dream. That's not your dream. Why, what do you want? What is your dream? Why aren't you doing your thing? And Darlene pushes back about, you know, Dom, maybe you need to get the fuck away from everything and drop everything and maybe you can get some sleep and some rest. And they kind of both realize that they're going to part ways right here. But it was... You know, Dom gives Darlene a big hug. She's like, you can do, basically, you can do this on your own. You you don't need other people. And Darlene's kind of scared. She goes, I'm not very good on my own. I've tried that before. It doesn't work for me. But Dom's, like, trying to reassure her. And so they kind of part. Um, and Dom goes to leave out of the airport. And Darlene goes to sit down in the in the uh, little kiosk queue to get onto the plane. And Darlene is just a freaking mess. You can see the panic attack 
you know, building in her. Um, there's a little bit part before where Dom tries to get Darlene to go straight by like going like, hey, I know somebody in, I guess, national security, whatever, the big computer thing. She goes, call his number, he can get you a job. And Darlene's like, work for the pigs. And besides, they couldn't handle me. And, you know, part ways, Darlene looks back. Dom kind of look, you know, when she's walking away. Um, and Darlene constantly keeps looking back, hoping for Dom to kind of like change her mind to show, to show up. And she's the, the tension in Darlene is building up. Dom, sad Zach, is walking, walking away, gets to the exit, and just stands there for a couple minutes. And can't make herself go through the doors. Uh, you know, the big old signs, if you've ever been to airports, says once you pass this point, you can't turn back around and re-enter. Um, so she flips around and she starts, you know, doing the rom-com, you know, <sighs> trope of running through the airport to, to find your love and catch that airplane. And she's running, running, running. Darlene is just the panic's building up to her and she... You know, they call for, you know, for people to board. Uh, it's her boarding. She sees in her last group and she just bolts to the bathroom. She can't get on the plane because she can't do this by herself. And then Dom rushes into the line and they miss each other. It's like, oh, typical. Oh. So Darlene's in the bathroom freaking the fuck out, having her panic attack. Um, there was a woman that was in the bathroom and was like, oh, dark army, dark army. She's going to kill Darlene or something. You know, everyone was dark army. Um, she's freaking out, and the woman's saying, are you okay, are you okay, and Darlene's Dar like, yeah, I'm okay, you know, and she's just panicking and freaking out, talking to herself, and the woman's like, is that, it's like a flight, and she's like, yeah, and then Darlene starts talking to herself, and she's like, I'm gonna be fine, I can do this, and she starts calming down calming herself down and she doesn't get on the flight Dom is on the flight Dom's sitting in the seat she's supposed to be sitting next to Darlene it's empty she's looking around she doesn't see Darlene she's about to get up about to leave because they're the last group and the flight attendants you know we're all you're supposed to sit down we're about to disembark and Dom sits down and I'm like get off the plane Dom it's gonna blow but <clears throat> so Dom sits there and she falls asleep she falls asleep not even reading the book that she has like the first page she falls asleep the credits roll and I'm like, ah. I waited to all the way to the end to the last, the last logo of Ismail because I was expecting like Final Destination, like psh, screams, nothing. And I was like, do we get a happy ending? happy ending for these two i i mean i love the the, the dom and darlene relationship but they're it, it's it's not gonna work okay um i'm just they were able to propel themselves um 
each other to be able to be better. Like Darlene be able to do things on her own for herself, not like attaching herself to someone, whether it be Cisco or her brother or anybody else that we haven't quite seen um, through her life, but actually stand on her own two feet and have her own dreams and own vision and desires. Um, Dom finally, you know, letting go and letting all that responsibility and the whatever self, whether real weight or put upon weight that she has and letting it go and get some fucking sleep and taking care of herself and thinking for herself in a different way. Um, but man, that the whole, I mean, I love the lovey-dovey and the, I think it's called, the shipping is called Domween. But, oh, I was just, oh, I was like, Salt Urban, don't get on the plane. See, Dar Darlene sitting in the queue is like, don't get on the plane, girl. Then she leaves, it's like, yes, don't get on the plane. In the bathroom, they see, you know, Dom running, but Dom doesn't see Darlene go to the bathroom. It's like, Dom, don't get on the plane. So, in a way, the plane theory did happen. I mean, there was a plane involved. Uh, Dom's the only one that gets on the plane. Hopefully, next episode, there's not a, not a news crawl or news thing that says a Budapest flight um, fell in the ocean. <sighs> but, um, yeah. So, that was the episode. No death. Um, no White Rose. No Mr. Robot. Um, not even really much Elliot. It was just most, mostly just, you know, Darlene and Dom. Twofer, really, for the most of the episode. Uh, with a little bit of Elliot and Leon in the beginning of the episode. But it was just really about the relation, their relationship. And finding a way to be themselves and stand on their own. And do what they needed to do to take care of themselves. Um, enjoyed the episode greatly, immensely, and everything. <sighs> But, um, yeah. Hey. Stop. So, <clears throat> the other thing is that, um, little caveat. So, the whole Washington Township plane, I, plant thing, like the project, I still, I still don't believe that Elliot doesn't know about the machine at all from the very beginning. And that was not his original intent and target to go after this plant. I find that hard to believe and I hope the next three episodes explain how he has that gap in knowledge. Um, the second thing is I've seen some behind the scenes photos but things changed from when things are shot or whatever um, of Dom uh, in a police person's uniform. So maybe she comes back. I'm not sure. Uh, hopefully she, you know, she's alive. Um, the flight from... Boston to Budapest is not a direct flight, so she could get off at any of the stops there and then flip back around if she needed to to go back to New York. But for the most part, I'm very satisfied with this episode. It was very enjoyable. It was a nice, I think, breather, breather from the previous episodes to whatever the hell is in store for us in the, in the last three. I, I, I think we needed this little, little drink little little nice little I guess grilled cheese or whatever comfort food you have just a nice little comfort food prepare us for whatever's going to happen I still it's going to be a mess I still think there's going to be a lot of death and chaos I mean just the disbursement of funds is enough chaos I, I wonder if that's even a 
bigger economic chaos than the actual initial first hack that F Society did. What global ramifications of just randomly getting people anywhere from fourteen hundred, fourteen thousand to one hundred forty thousand dollars dispersed. Uh, mind you, it's one hundred forty billion. It's not like trillions. I think if it was trillions, I think it would be even in this like say fifty million or a hundred million account globally uh, would be far wrecking than the hundred forty billion. But even still, one hundred forty billion dispersed. Um, still still significant but yeah very tense episode great saxophone love the song run run away with me like i said in the beginning i i played it a bunch listened to the motion album i think if this show was as big as it was in the beginning that song would have been trending um but you know kind of like Grey's anatomy or euphoria i think which is pretty much the show since Grace that I think that has caused music to trend. There's been other shows that have gotten a couple of different songs, but like pretty much every song in Euphoria, I think, has trended because people listen to the music off of that. Um, Grace and Anime was known for that. I mean, CW created that really, or um, not CW, but WB kind of started that trend. Um, and then CW perfected it, if you will, um, for a certain demographic. Certain songs trended for a very long while. Uh, but Grace and Annie was this mega hit that had a bunch of songs that trended that were in almost every episode for the longest while. Um, and like I said, since that show, the show is 14 seasons, and since that show premiered Euphoria, that, you know, it's been the latest one, I would say, that does that very well. <clears throat> but this, the, the, I, I would be wondering if there was a, like an uptick of people either buying after Apple, Spotify, or whatever, or listening to that song what that looked like even if it's a small uptick but <clears throat> so that's it uh three more episodes i think the 12 and 13 are together so it's going to be kind of like a movie which i don't know if i'm completely prepared for and it is kind of the week of christmas oh oh Ah, yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do with myself with Mr. Robot. I, I, I mean, I'm trying to see if I can watch Witcher or something, but oh. Ah, wow. Oh, oh this, this happiness. I, I don't want it to go away. But okay, so let me wrap this up. Uh, this is Rosa Shy, the moderator of this channel. I'm logging off for now. Uh, you've been listening to F Society RC Podcast. And until next time, friends.